0: Hello and welcome back to Big Les League and all rugby league experience. Let's go through part two of the Q&A. Obviously got you guys to put in your questions yesterday, I put out a poll for you guys to ask some questions you had for me uh, to answer on the podcast. As I said in the last one, usually these sort of things on my page, they don't get the best response. You guys are still a little bit timid with me in terms of asking questions and stuff like that, uh, but we did get a pretty decent response to... This one Uh, So going to be answering These questions In a three part uh, You know Thing of podcast Obviously one came out today This is number two That's also coming out today And then tomorrow Part three Will come out uh, Where we answer The last two questions But uh, The questions we're going to be answering today Obviously Hammer Hammer So Tabuai Fido Been performing really well uh, In international level At centre Do the Dolphins start him Round one At centre uh, who is the biggest signing for next year, for 2024? Uh, and then Tonga's future. Um, Tonga's future uh, in terms of developing some of the younger guys. And the question uh, specifically was, should Tonga have developed uh, the younger halves over Lollahia, um going into this uh, World Club challenge that they had against England, uh, the three-game series. So we're going to be answering all of those questions. The first one being Hamaso Fido uh, will he play centre in round, round one? Now, I did put him at centre in my predicted lineup. I actually got quite a bit of pushback for this. A lot of people are keen on him playing fullback, uh, and understandably so. He plays really well at fullback. He did um, last season as well play very well at fullback. Um, but I think that he is a much better centre. He's really good defensively at centre, and it's something that we didn't really recognise in his game at centre. Uh, but he has been killing it there and they've got the leg room to do so as well. Having centres of Hamaso, Tabiwai, Doe and Herbie Farnworth is absolutely insane uh, and that would probably push Jake Avarillo to play fullback which is actually what I think is Jake Avarillo's best position out of all the positions he can play. Uh, fullback, centre, 5'8", halfback. He can play a little bit of nine. He can play a bit of a roaming role as well. I think his best position for me, he's a fantastic footballer but I think Out of all the positions he can play, fullback for me is the best, and we saw that for him at the Dogs this season when he played uh, a bit of fullback for them. The back of the 2021 season, uh, the 2022 season, I mean, um, as well. We saw that his best position uh, is fullback, uh, and that's what I believe he will be playing uh, in round one next season. I think he can be a really, really solid fullback, uh, and that allows Hamaso tebuy to jump in and play in that centre role. Uh, We talked about his defense, uh, particularly on Joseph Manu for me. There's not too many guys that can defend defend a guy like Joseph Manu, uh, but Hamaso Tabiwafodou is one of those guys. Didn't miss a tackle in the second game uh, for Australia when they obviously beat uh, the Kiwis. Did not miss one tackle guarding up against uh, Joseph Manu. Uh, the only times that Joseph Manu got past Hamaso Tabiwafodou was when he ran around him. Uh, if he ran at Hamaso Tabiwafodou, there was not a chance he would get past him. Hamaso Tabiwafodou's defense uh, was incredible in that second game and in the Origin Arena as well, playing center, um, having to go up against um, you know a really, really solid center in Stephen Crichton. Uh, again, not many guys that can defend a Stephen Crichton, uh, but... Hamaso Tabua Fado is one of those guys. He did a fantastic job defending him. Um, yes, his defense at center is really good, but his pace at center as well. And the way he reads the game at center, you can look at back at that try against New Zealand in that first game they versus New Zealand where he just ran around Manu, got the ball and summed it up perfectly. A little bit of pace to run sideways uh, while catching the ball uh, and then obviously offload it to dylan edwards he summed it up absolutely perfectly hammer so tabiwa fado and for those reasons the way he reads the game at center his defense and his attack being on point at center as well i think the dolphins need to play him at center um going into next year i think that he does it so so well uh so there's your question answered should hammer play center at in round one Yes, I think he should, and I think he will, and that's my prediction. A lot of people did push back on it when I put out the lineup, but you can't really argue with it now after watching him in this World Cup series and obviously in Origin um, this uh, this year as well. He was fantastic. Uh, the next question is the biggest signing for 2024. Uh, at the moment for me... It's kind of hard to pick. There are some great signings um, going into next season, and it really depends how the year pans out um, to pick what is the biggest signing, uh, or who is the biggest signing, I should say, for 2024. The ones that stand out for me are the first one being Roger Tuovarsha from the Warriors or going back to the Warriors uh, to play center. Again, it really depends how the year pans out, not only for the Warriors, but for him as well. Uh, if the bodies age a little bit, from what I've seen from him at Union, he is doing just fine and he plays at a really high standard still, uh, even though it's a whole different code. Um, coming back to NRL, playing center, he obviously played inside center, which is totally different. It's like a second 5-8 there in Union, but um, you know, I imagine he'll have a little bit of a roaming role. I think he'll play really, really well. It could be a massive signing uh, to you know maybe take the Warriors to that next level next year. Um, Jack Whiten uh, going to South Sydney, I think, could be massive, depending on where he plays, whether he's centre, back row, fullback, five eight, wherever he ends up in this side. Uh, I think he could be a massive signing and a big um, you know point in their turnaround. Maybe it you know. Uh, I guess hypes up Latrell and, um, I guess persuades him to play some really high standard football along with his cousin and maybe even uh, push for a top eight spot. It was very un-South Sydney to not make the top eight uh, at the back end of this past season. But going into next year, um, I think that Jack Whiten could really hype up the boys around him and uh, play some really good footy at centre. Centre, I think is his best position uh, and I think it could be one of the better signings of 2024 for sure. Herbie Farnworth going to the Dolphins I think is going to be a big one whether he plays centre or fullback, I think is going to determine on how he goes. If he plays centre, he's one of the best centres in the competition. If he plays that left centre role, I think that he is going to be the one of the centres of the year yet again this season. He is such a talented footballer and depending on who they put on the wing next to him as well, uh, it's going to be a very dangerous left-hand side for the Dolphins going into next year. So Herbie Farnworth, for me, uh, Herbie Farnworth, Roger Tulvashashek and Jack Whiten at the moment are... Are my top three. A lot of people are going to give me shit for this one, but I think that Luke Brooks could be a massive turning point for the Manly Seagulls as well. Going there to play 5-8, a running 5-8 role with DCE at halfback. I think that they could go a little bit further than they did last year. Uh, I think they can go further even if they don't have Tom Stravojevic there because Ruben Garrett goes to fullback. They still play a high standard of football, and we saw that in, in games, uh, in particular one that stands out for me, even though North Queensland won this game, uh, was the game against the North Queensland Cowboys boys, uh, uh, where Ruben Garrick was just absolutely killing it and putting everything on the line for the Manly Seagulls to win that game at fullback. Uh, He's a high standard fullback, Ruben Garrick. I think even without Tom Trojevic, if they do lose him at the start of the year for long periods, I think with his spine of Ruben Garrick, Luke Brooks, Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Lachlan Kroger, who's just re-signed as well, I think they can go a lot further with Luke Brooks, especially since now they've got a down pat Locked in spine Uh, A lot of teams Tend to go better With that uh, In mind So I think that uh, Luke Brooks Is going to be A big signing as well And again A lot of people Are going to push back And go Luke Brooks Luke Brooks is shit but he's not. He's a really talented footballer. There was a lot of pressure on him to perform. It was a very Ash Taylor situation where he was paid big money uh, to play seven and play seven at a high standard, when in reality he isn't a seven, he's a six, and we've seen that when Jackson Hastings came in. Uh, how much better Luke Brooks was playing. Going over with a high-grade halfback in this competition in Daly Cherry Evans, I think that Luke Brooks could prove to be one of the biggest signings of 2024 as well. So Luke Brooks, Jack White, and Roger Tuovas-Jashek, uh, and obviously Herbie Farnworth as well. Those are my top signings going into next year. I'd really rate Stephen Crichton going to the Bulldogs as well. Again, it really depends how the season pans out for that one, whether he plays fullback or center. Hopefully not 5'8". Please not 5'8. If that was what they were trying to go for there with putting him at 5'8 in the World Cup, even though t- they're two different coaching staffs and two different coaches, um, if. Maybe, you know, Serraldo uh, maybe put in a word, just say, hey, play Stephen Crichton at 5'8". Uh, they didn't have too many other options, so that was probably the main reason, but uh, hopefully that's not a sign that Stephen Crichton could be playing in the number six going into round one next year. Uh, but if he plays center or fullback, I think he can have a very big year and very well be the signing of the year as well. So uh, yeah, they're definitely my top five. Stephen Crichton, Jack White, and Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, Herbie Farnworth, and Luke Brooks, definitely my top five for signings next year, but there are a lot of big signings for next year, so very keen to see um, what happens there, and for most of those guys, it really depends on, again, how the season goes, Um, and then Tonga's future, Uh, let's talk about the Tongan international side, Um, obviously, they did stick with some of their older heads in uh, Will Hoppawadi being at fullback, and Lollahia being at halfback and at 5'8 throughout the tenure for Tonga. Um going into next year, if there is another Pacific Championship or if there is another World Club series, a three game tournament between the Tonga and England in the next one, the next time Tonga play, they've got to go for youth. They have to go for youth. They've got to bring in um they've got to bring in Latu Fainu and Isaiah Katoa to play together in the halves. Uh Deon Tia Pura maybe to be the fourteen as well for this game. Uh, but they've got to start blooding the young guys. Uh, and Keller has to be the fullback as well. He has run over 200 metres in every single game he's played for Tonga and he's been on the wing or at centre. I mean, you've got to put him at fullback. That just screams potential for me. He's screaming potential to the Tongan coaching staff as well. He's screaming, I need to be at fullback. With those run metres, with his stats, even in a losing side, um, he manages to perform really well into a really high standard in all three of those games So he's got to be the fullback going into the World Cup That is for sure And then last two final when Isaiah Katoa have to be the halves with Dion Tia Pura In that 14 jersey That's how the Spine's got to look going into next season They've got to start blooding the young guys And they've got to start looking into the future Because halves, uh, they don't come very often, especially Tonga, Tonga and halves. We've seen that for Tonga over the past few years. We've seen centers going in and playing in the halves for Tonga for a while. Um, you know, now that they're getting some young halves, they need to blood them going into the future. Experience isn't the play for Tonga here. If they want to be a force going into the future, they've got to bring in the younger guys and blood the younger guys going into the next few years as well because experience at the moment just isn't cutting it for Tonga. So, yes, they probably should have uh, played T- Fanu to start uh, for Tonga, they probably should have had Isaiah Katoa and Lati Fainu in the halves. They should have had uh, Kowler at fullback. Hoppawidi can still be there. He can still be at center. Lola Here could probably come off the bench and play a good hooking role, but Deontia pura Puro's got to be in there as well. They've got to start blooding the younger guys, and if that means getting the older guys out, it is what it is. But they've got to start blooding the younger guys in this Tongan outfit. That's just the way it is, and that's just the way I see it. And yes, I'm not a Tongan myself. But if they want to have success this Tongan side, they've got to blood the younger guys. And I think a lot of people would agree.